Welcome to the Sex and Astrology Podcast. I'm Brandy Joy, and today we're going to be exploring sex magic. So I'm going to share with you a little bit about the background of sex magic. I'm going to talk to you about how sex magic works, the different types of sex magic, and finally, the seven steps to doing a sex magic ritual. I've been teaching and doing sex magic rituals for a long time. This is something that is a little more simple than people realize, but you can make it complicated. And we're not going to make it too complicated today, but I am going to explain the concepts. So let's start with a little bit about what it is, right? Sex magic, it's it's where <laughs> the whole idea of manifestation and um, if you've heard of like law of attraction stuff, right? That stuff is coming from magic. It's coming from what we call, you know, magical rituals. And some of those magical rituals, the most powerful kind, typically come from chaos magic. Chaos magic is where sex magic comes from. There are, I mean, here's the thing. Sex magic was performed before chaos magic, but it wasn't necessarily called sex magic, really. I mean, sure, maybe... Maybe some people might have called it that, but it really, it comes from some old traditions, everything from shamanism to tantric yoga. Um, There's just quite a few different uh, things, blends of different things out there that I'm going to talk about that it's come from. And so today we're calling it sex magic. (laughs) So the idea of sex magic, it, it comes from, it comes from this whole idea that we have energy imprints. Okay, so what is an energy imprint? An energy imprint, it is a belief, it can be a feeling of a, you know how you, when you believe something, you have a feeling about it, right? That would be what we call an imprint. It can come from like trauma where maybe you're abused or something bad happens. And so you learn that, you know, this is the way this is, right? Or um, this is the way that I am. It's belief systems. It's feelings that are associated with belief systems, It also has to do with um, patterns, right? Um, Desires, any of those things. They're what we call programs or imprints. And in sex magic or even in magic, really, it's about changing things in your life, internally and externally. It's just about self-development, really. I mean, the the most kinds of, of magic and sex magic. It's about changing your life for the better, getting what you want, getting what you desire, changing your external reality to your will, right? Wow, I could go so deep with this right now, but <laughs> I'm trying to step it back a little bit. So we all have these these imprints, right? We have these things in us that we desire and that we believe and that we are programmed in a way to feel, to attract in a way, right? Because what we're attracting is based off of the idea of the law of vibration. And the law of vibration just states that however you're resonating is what you're going to attract into your life, right? If you're resonating at a frequency of I'm not good enough, you're going to end up attracting people around you that also have that belief within them. Even if it's an unconscious belief, right? I am not worthy. And um, that can then do you more harm because now that internal part of yourself is also an external part of your reality where somebody else is also feeling like that. And so you're having to deal with that from them. So anyways, right. So that's, that's the idea of like why we do magic. It's to change the internal reality, the vibration to make changes in our lives. Um, That's the simple way to put it. 
high magic and uh, doing these things, it's supposed to be based on what we call the true will. That That's not the same thing as like your ego. The true will is the high self. It's the will of the spiritual self, the soul. That's what that means, the true will. Um, so when you're trying to manifest change, it has to be based on your true will, your soul, your high self that is connected to your physical self and the more personality, right? So we have our low self, which is our personality, how you are in reality, your ego, your physical body, all of that, right? Then you have your high self up here that's supposed to be kind of behind the scenes that is the spiritual part of yourself that's directing things. And so your spiritual self is going to want what's best for you. And if it, if you want something that goes against the grain of what you're going to experience in this lifetime, then it's going to be harder to manifest and it's going to create issues in your life. Okay, so that's why we do like astrology. We do divination practices to see if this aligns with our true will when we do magic. Okay, so that's that's one of the first things to understand is to understand that you have to make sure that it's it's cool with your high self before you do these things. Uh, some of the practices in chaos magic are really about visualization practices, um, you know, where you visualize something um, and you focus on it and it deepens your practice. It, it helps you to um, learn all of these internal skills and control, self-control and everything. And that way your visualization can help you to get what you want. Right. If you've ever studied law of attraction, I mean, it's same thing, right? Law of attraction stuff. It's from this stuff. So it's where you visualize and you also feel. So you bring your energy into it as well and to focus so that you can start attracting things like that. Right? So the goal, though, of sex magic is to shift our unconscious imprints or programs that are running to a higher vibration and to attract a desired outcome. The most powerful way to make change happen, the most powerful way to shift your reality is to use your sexual energy. The sexual energy is called the Kundalini. <laughs> so the Kundalini energy, the Kundalini energy is the sexual energy. So if you've heard of Kundalini, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. So what you do is with sex magic is you are using your Kundalini. You are, um, you are doing certain practices to move that kundalini up through the what we call the chakra system and to uh use that energy because cha making change happen or you know manifesting something it comes from the idea of using energy to make it happen you can't just say oh i wish this would happen and oh now it's going to happen that's not how it works that's why a lot of times if you've done like some of the basic candle magic stuff that you see in the books and everything oh, just light a candle and wish it that's not doing anything what's doing it is your energy and that's why people do sex magic rituals, because you're using a lot of energy. What is the most amount of energy you can expel, you can use? And people do other forms of magic with other forms of energy. They might um, use, okay, I'm not going to go into that right now. So sex magic, there are quite a few different practices out there. Um, like I was saying earlier, they come from Tantra. So if you've heard of Tantra or Tantric Yoga, what that is, or kundalini yoga, right? It's very similar. Kundalini was based off a lot of the tantric work. Tantric yoga is a very, very old form of yoga. And it's where you're clearing energy, moving energy in your body, and you're getting the kundalini or sexual energy increased. 
And then you're pulling it up and you're using it to open up like your third eye, to open up your crown, to open up the, uh, up here, that energy so that now um, you become like an antenna where you become highly intuitive, highly creative. Um, It helps to release some of the, more of the hormones, the good stuff and everything in the brain, because, you know, you're going into this deep trance state, you're, you're making space, um, you're not thinking, um, it's almost like going into a sleep um, state. And I can do a whole episode on meditation and what it does. But this kind of stuff that we're talking about, um, it's, it's very important to know some of the processes and the practices on what to do. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to do this, you know, and do like a basic like, oh, I'm just going to wish this. And then, you know, you have to kind of understand the stuff behind it, the, the foundations here. So what we're doing in sex magic is we are using our energy and directing it towards an idea. Okay, so a goal or an intent. So we're using that energy and putting all of that energy into that intent. And so that's supposed to create this attraction. There's other ways you can do it, right? You have the uh, tantric yoga practice, tantric sex, magic rituals, where you are doing certain exercises. Like I teach a lot of this stuff where you're like, it's pretty much doing kegels. If you've heard of kegels a lot where you, you breathe and you pull up and you exhale and then you make lots of, of sounds. You do a lot of sound work. Like you'll, you'll do um, sound vibration through the body. And if you practice high magic, you know what I'm talking about. This comes from Tantra. You know, that's the thing is high magic and chaos magic. They all like pulled from Tantra and all and shamanism and all this other stuff to create these rituals. So Tantric yoga is where you're, you're using the body and you're using sound and vibration and you're increasing it. And, and it's like all of a sudden you feel like all of this energy just vibrating. Right. And when you use that energy for a direct purpose and you put that energy into a focus, it is supposed to help you to attract that to you. That's the idea. And in um, sigil sex magic, what you do is you create a sigil. And I'll go into this. I'm going to give you the seven steps on sigil sex magic today. But it's where you create something, um, a sigil, which is just a symbol. You can draw something or whatever and put your intent into it. And then, you know, you'll focus on it. And you'll use that when you come to orgasm. You'll visualize it. That's simplified version you visualize it when you come to orgasm and that imprints that symbol that meaning that symbol into your (laughs) into your world right into the consciousness into the universe so that's sigil sex magic which again i'm going to give you the seven steps on exactly how that how to do that in just a little while but using orgasm to manifest is the basic idea of sex magic it's where you're building the energy building the energy and then you come to orgasm and you're trying to use that orgasm to direct it into a focus right and you can just call that orgasmic manifestation you can call it sex manifestation, sex magic, um, kundalini manifestation. You can give it all kinds of names, but it's all, it's all the same thing. It's all just sex magic. I mean, you just give it one name, but anytime you're using the energy and especially the sexual energy to build and build and build through practices of movement. And and then like, okay, so what you do is either you're with somebody else and you're both stimulating each other or you stimulate yourself and you keep working that energy up and then you start breathing and doing mantra, right? Or or at least like sound work, like, uh, right? Or releasing energy. 
uh, to move it up, to move it up, right? We release energy in the bottom three chakras or the bottom area of your body. We release energy there in order for the kundalini, the sexual energy to move up the body, right? So anyways, that's the idea behind it is you are working with the energy of the body in order to manifest something. So in Tantra, there are uh, sacred union rituals and also beyond Tantra, there's sacred union rituals. If you've ever heard of a sacred union ritual, you can do it with one other person where you do the practices of build up together when you're stimulating together and you're using, you're becoming sexually turned on and you just, you keep it takes a long time. So you you stimulate and then you just do breath and then you just do mantra or sound and movement and then you stimulate and then you keep this rotation going. You can do this by yourself. You can do this with a partner. You can do this with a group. So yes, there are people out there that are doing sex group magic rituals and that's called uh, sacred union rituals usually. Um, and this is where... Uh, sometimes uh, they'll have one person lay down on like kind of a massage table or something like that. And then everybody will get around them and stimulate them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty much orgy, right? Um, what's happening is uh, they are very focused on one intent together though. They all have one intent and they're stimulating this one person. And the one person is going to use their sexual energy to come to orgasm and manifest change to put this intent into the universe. So that's that's group sex magic ritual. Again, you can do this, do that by yourself where you keep stimulating or you can do it with a partner or a group. But it's important to just be very mindful and respectful in this kind of environment when you're using sex magic. But here's the basic process for a sex magic ritual, right? First, you do what's called a clearing or a banishing. And a clearing or a banishing is so that you can get rid of all of the other energies and, and create a focus and a protection kind of thing, right? You're, so you can do uh, something like what we call Shakti shake, where you, you just shake your whole body for a while, right? You just shake for like a good five minutes or so. And, you know, you could put on some like drum beats and stuff and just shake, you know, and it's, it's very tribal, Right? You get on the ground and you really just start moving your body and shaking. It's very similar to ecstatic dance. Um, ecstatic dance is uh, pretty much the same thing where you're dancing. And sometimes you can kind of mix it up. Do some Shakti shake, do some ecstatic dance. That will help to get that excess energy off of you and to kind of clear the air and the energy so that you can focus and the energy is moving. Right? So you can start using it. You can also just do some chakra clearing um, another way um, that we do this is, is laughter, um, laughing. And, you know, you don't have to feel like laughing. You can just make yourself laugh and you get loud with it. You really laugh and that can be a clearing of energy as well. A ton of breath work can work. Or you can do like what we call a banishing ritual, which is just a clearing ritual in magic. And we do, um, I'm sure some of you probably know about the lesser banishing ritual, the pentagram, because I'm one of the first people to do actually do it on YouTube. So if you go to my YouTube channel and you, you know, just look up one of my top videos, you'll see LBRP there. Lesser Banishing Ritual, the Pentagram. And that's just a high magic ritual that clears your space, clears your aura, um, raises your vibration a bit. And I love that one because it changed my life. It really did shift my energy like a light switch, which was pretty wild when I first did it. 
And with my background in martial arts, I was like, oh, you know, this this is just like a form, whatever, I'm going to try it because all of these people keep talking about it in all of these old magic books, like it's something special. Well, I'm going to do it and let's see what happens, right? <laughs> so I tried it and it actually did shift my energy. And there's a few reasons, which I explain in some of my videos on YouTube about like why the theories on why that works. Um, but one of them is that it's like an imprint. So many people, thousands of people do this like all of the time, every day, and even multiple times a day, that the intent behind it and, and you keep doing it, it creates it to have that certain kind of vibration, that certain energy. All right, so once you do a clearing, now you're ready to do what's called a divination. And a divination can be super simple, all right? All of this is, a divination is where you ask, is this okay to do? Should I do this ritual, right, um, with this intent? Should I do this magical ritual with this intent or this manifestation ritual with this intent? That's all. That's all. And um, there's a couple of ways you can do this. If you're if you already have a good way of doing divination, maybe you have a pendulum you like to use, or maybe you have uh, tuning forks, or maybe you um, use tarot cards or runes. Any of that's fine. Simple way to do it that I always teach in cord cutting classes is where you do some breath and then you ask the question and you allow the answer to come yes or no. Either you'll hear the yes or no very quickly, very loudly after breath, right? So you'll say, should I do this ritual today? Yes or no. Allow the yes or no to come. Um, another way is you can feel the yes or no in your body by feeling like just a tightness or relaxation. If you feel a tightness somewhere, that means it's a no. If you feel a relaxation, no big changes, then it's a yes. That's a quick, simple way to do a divination. And that just means finding out, is this okay to do from my high self? Is this going to be all right? Once you do that, um, you're going to come up with, um, you know, a statement, an affirmation that it's like your intent, right? What you want to change. Um, so I'm just kind of giving you the quick thing before I actually go into the seven steps. But you create this affirmation. You say what you want to change. You know, I want, um, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like I want. You would say something like an affirmation. So it is my will to make, I don't know, $3,000 in the next two weeks. I mean, you just make it up, right? And then... Um, you're going to use an altered state of consciousness and um, do your manifestation ritual. So I'm going to give you the steps here in a few minutes, which are a little more detailed, of course. Um, but that's kind of the basis. But this ritual is going to be intentional imprinting. That's what you're doing. Ritual is an intentional imprinting. It's a reprogramming. So beyond asking yourself the divination, beyond doing the divination and saying, is this okay to do? Other things you can ask yourself are, just to be careful, is like, does the does this harm anyone? If so, you don't want to do that. It's considered, you know, a form of black magic. Does it impede on anyone else's free will? If so, don't do it. And that means like love spells, right? Black magic that actually will bounce back on you, it will push back on you and can be very bad, right? You don't want to change anyone else's 
free will. You don't want to try to change anyone else's free will because it'll just cause like issues. Right. So don't do magic spells spells on anybody. If you're going to do a magic spell, if you're going to do any type of intentional manifestation work, do it more general. Like what is best for me? Right. Um, so you might say something like, I um, meet my soulmate. Right. If that's what you're trying to do. Um, but don't do it on a specific person. But once you get to the point where you're doing the actual ritual, when you're doing the actual sex magic ritual, there's there's different forms of doing this. You don't have to do sex magic. You can do um, trance state work where you go into trance. Um, you could be under hypnosis. Uh, you can use like um, some people use what's called inhibitory ecstasis. But um, that's where you are using meditation practices like the Tatwa cards. Um, you could use meditation practices like a candle and a flame and just stare at it. And that way you can go into trance, right? The other way to do it is through sex magic or, you know, using a buildup of energy. And you can do that again with like the dancing, ecstatic dancing. You can do the Shakti shake. You can run. <laughs> you can play loud music. Anything that gets your movement up, right? But the other one is building up the sexual energy, which in my personal experience and in the studies I've done, sex magic is the quickest and really the most powerful way to manifest a quick magical spell. So the timing of your rituals can also be important, especially with the moon cycles. Um, If you understand a little bit about the moon cycles, uh, the moon cycles... You have the waxing for the new moon and then it waxes and it goes up to the full moon, increases energy. And then once it gets to the full moon, it goes and it wanes back down into a dark moon and a new moon, right? So when you're in the new moon and the waxing and it's building energy, that's a good time for you to do magical rituals to, to manifest something, to pull something to you. It's a buildup, right? Um, If you want to release, that would be more of the waning moon. So after you have that full moon, um, then you have like more of a waning of the energy going down into a dark moon. That would be a good time to do like release work, um, any kind of magical spell to let go of something, to release or banish something, right? So again, the buildup is the waxing moon and then the waning moon is the the releasing. Um, And the dark moon is when it's completely dark. Right. And that first day of it is the dark moon. And that's when it's still kind of that releasing. But then the new moon, once it starts the next day, once it starts to get more into like the new moon, now the new the moon's going to begin again, it's movement. um, That's when you can start doing the build up work. Right. And that's when you start trying to manifest and and pull things to you again. So that's the idea of timing. I mean, there are others like the days of the weeks and the times of the days, but the waxing and waning moon is, is, to me, it's good enough. So the other big thing about this is sigils, right? Um, So you can just use a a sigil that is drawn or, or, or spoken, you know, and if spoken, if spoken, you can just keep repeating an affirmation. There's different ways to do this, but the one that has worked well for me is when you you speak it and you just say it with the feeling and the intent and the visual in your mind and you say it over and over after you build up the energy. 
Um, and so that is one way to do a manifestation ritual with a sound sigil where you say it. Another way is with a drawn sigil. And that is where you take a piece of paper, right? And you write down your affirmation and then you remove all the vowels out, all the vowels like A, E, I, O, U. And then you remove any repeating consonants. Like if there's two R's, remove one of the R's, right? If there's two L's, remove one of the L's. Or if there's three L's, remove two of the L's. So you only have one. So you have one consonant each. This is the chaos magic method. And chaos magic is just experimental magic for the most part. (laughs) So then you have these consonants and then you just take them, you put them together and you make a little art piece. And really here's the key. All you're doing is you're focusing your intent and you keep putting energy into that intent. That's the idea of it. So you take a pen or you take some markers or crowns or whatever you want to use And you just go through and you make an art piece, okay? However you want to make that art piece. In fact, you don't even have to use an affirmation into it like that. You can literally just draw a sigil that represents to you whatever that is. And that drawing can be, um, you can also pull from astrology. So you could draw like the symbol of Venus if it's for love or the symbol for Capricorn, if you want to work on your career, right? Or for finances or Venus for finances. And you could kind of play around with the colors, you know, look up the correspondences of the the different colors and stuff. I have a lot of correspondences on my Instagram. If you look at some of my graphics, I used to put those up there for you guys. Uh, so you can just kind of go, a correspondence is something that is associated with something. So the symbol for Venus is a correspondence to the idea of Venus. It's the symbol of Venus. Or you could say the color green is associated with Venus. Therefore, it is the correspondence of Venus. Your heart chakra is a correspondence for Venus. Um, You know, the number seven is a correspondence for Venus, right? So you have all these symbols, these correspondences, that just means associated symbols that you can play around with and create a signal. Again, it's just a creative artistic endeavor and you're, you have to focus and just put your energy into it when you're creating them. Okay. So now I gave you some of the basics, right? I gave you some of the basic fundamental ideas behind the sigil sex magic or even sex magic. Let's go through seven steps on how you can do a sex magic ritual. If you want to do this today, write it down and you can try it out. It's very simple. First step, you're going to clear. You call it banishing in magic. Clear. It's the same thing. Clearing is where you are clearing emotion, clearing energy. What is emotion? Energy in motion. Emotion is energy in motion. So you are literally clearing emotion. That is all. So you're performing like the lesser banishing ritual, the pentagram to do that, or you're doing, um, like I was saying earlier, you can laugh, um, you can just do some Tantra, you can do some Shakti shake, you can do ecstatic dance, you can do a bunch of breath work. However you want to clear your energy is up to you. Just make sure you actually do a clearing. You can even do a visualization. A simple way to do it, visualization, take a few deep breaths, right? And then you just focus on colors around you. So you can focus and allow like a violet flame to go into all of the walls around you, you know, beneath you all over the floor and all up the ceiling. And then imagine gold and silver light all through the windows and the doors, right? You just 
imagine. That's all. Visualization. Visualization is very, very powerful. It has to do with intent. Have you ever felt something off of somebody like they were in a bad mood or they did not like you or they were angry at you or they really liked you? You're feeling energy and motion. You're feeling emotion, right? And when you're visualizing and doing this stuff, you're creating energy and motion around you. Very important part of this process. You want to have a good energy around you, high vibration, and that's what you're doing. Certain colors are higher vibration, right? They have certain colors are more grounding, like black is a very grounding color, heavy, Saturn related, correspondence of Saturn, which is like lead. And then you have colors like the violet flame or gold and silver, right? That are supposed to be of a higher vibration. Anyways, that was step one, doing a little clearing. And we have step two, and that is where you are writing out a statement of intent, an affirmation, if you will. You could say something like, it is my will to get three months ahead in my business, or I get three head, uh, three months ahead in my business, or whatever it might be. I attract deep, passionate love. I attract deep, passionate love, right? Whatever you want in your life, again, be general, but just write that statement of intent. Again, now step three, remove the repeating letters, remove the vowels, and then you want to take the, the consonants that are left over and just arrange them into a symbol. Play around with it. Make it balanced. Make it whatever. You can add things to it. This is just artwork. Make it your own. And again, you can use any correspondences with this. It doesn't even have to be the affirmation itself. Again, it can just be a symbol that represents whatever you want. Okay? Don't make this complicated. It's really not. It's really about your energy and the intent. To give you some ideas on what you can use though, you can use astrology symbols like I was talking about earlier. You can use colors, which you can associate with the elements. Um, you can associate them with astrology. Um, yeah, I mean, numbers, numerology. But you want to create your own. That's what it's about. And you want to really put your energy and your focus into it. You want to spend a little bit of time, at least a few minutes, kind of drawing this, right? Until you get it to where you want it. And you'll start to feel like a tingling in your body when you get it right and you really feel like that intent and that energy going into it. So next step is step five, right? You want to put the symbol, the sigil away for a day or two. You want to lose focus on it. You don't want to think about it. You just want to let it go, right? So now you put all of this energy, all of this intent into this. Now put it away, put it out of sight, put it in a box, put it in a drawer, and put it on your calendar on when you're going to do the ritual, okay? This creates what we call gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S, gnosis. And gnosis is simply the state of being without desire, the state of being without desire. And this is the basic law of attraction technique. It's where you are not wanting, because when you want something, that means you don't have it right? So when your energy is in desire for something, that means you don't have it. And so it creates that imprint, that program that you don't have it. And so that's what you're imprinting when you want it. So when you create this amnesia state where you're not thinking about it and you're separating it from, separating your your emotion and your energy from it, you're not giving it that feeling of lack anymore. Okay, so that was step five. Now we have step six, and that is where you do 
the sex magic ritual. So after a day or two where you lost a bit of that focus on it, you're going to get it out and you are going to do a little breath work maybe or something, right? Or some Shakti shake, kind of build up the energy, get some movement going. And then you want to bring yourself to orgasm. And when you come to orgasm, you only think of that sigil. Or you can even put it right in front of your face and just look at it while you're at orgasm. That's the key here is to only focus on that during orgasm. So it's very much a physical process. And then you focus on the sigil. And then once you're done, then you destroy the sigil. That is the seventh step. Destroy the sigil. Because now you are trusting the universe and the new imprint that it is going to work. That is sex magic. (laughs) Pretty simple. It's really just about clearing, right? Creating the sigil or the idea, letting it go for a little while so that you're not attached to the outcome. And then you come back to it and you just do your ritual, come to orgasm, imagine it, release. That's it. Done. Super easy. So if you have any questions about it, let me know. I hope you have fun with it. And I will see you all soon. I'll see you next week. Thanks so much. And if you want to download any of my free guides or have a little fun with my quizzes that I have on my website, um, check them out. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.